This episode is brought to you by Watchman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, Webmarized Website Design, Blue Collar Motorcycle Shop, and Hookline and Heroes. Without you, this show would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Blue Collar Cycle Studio right here in beautiful Concord, North Carolina. I, of course, be your host, Biggin. And how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Of course, on my left, your right on the radio dial is producer Brian. Hey, guys. And across the way sits the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's Honorable Mention Ninja of the Year, the inventor of the Redneck Egg Roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo! So a friend of mine went to a gender reveal party this past week. How about you? Uh, when it was time to reveal the gender, mm-hmm. he was the only one who dropped his pants. Oh, welcome to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. Uh, you can find us on the iTunes, Apple Play, Apple Stitcher, Google Play. I'm getting them all mixed <laughs> up. Basically, wherever you listen to your podcast, you're more than welcome to go there, hit a like, subscribe, give us a review. Um, we really appreciate that. You can also find us on the Facebooks at Southern Fry Philosophy. Also on the Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio. Also our YouTube channel, YouTube forward slash SFP Radio. And please do not forget patreon.com forward slash sfp radio and your donations may be uh, tax deductible just kidding (laughs) (laughs) we did a 401c element op we filled that out right paperwork on that uh you may not be getting any receipts you should have filed a non-profit i should have because we clearly are non-profit (laughs) we are making no profit (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna ask you like i ask you every week mojo i'd be darn well, I, I can finally fit back in my pants that I was wearing mm. pre-Thanksgiving. Good so, for you. Yeah. So it's been it's been good. So that's why you turned down the old Popeyes <laughs> when I was trying to. I had to because I I, mm-hmm. I gained a few pounds. I'm trying to get back down a little bit uh, to my uh, my MMA debut. My, <laughs> sure, the, your ninja days. <laughs> don't be going ninja. Nobody don't mean ninja. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, just uh, good. Just busy. You know, this is a holiday season. Sure. So, uh, we, you know, everybody has all kinds of committals and non-committals and things you got to go to and, mm-hmm. um, oh, the Christmas parties. Yeah. Well, you know, like we got to, like my wife, we got to drive down and have family photo shoot on oh, Saturday or Sunday, hey, one of the two. And then we got to go by and see my parents, which is, you know, a ball of fun. <laughs> and then, um, we got to drive, we're on our way back. We're going to stop in McAddenville. Mm. So if you don't know where McAddenville mm-hmm. is, um, the listeners, it's it's kind of like Christmas Town, USA. The whole town. Sure, it's the place where all the uh, cars stop on I eighty five. Yeah, and cause congestion. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, but it's actually pretty cool. Uh, McAddenville is just south of Charlotte, and it's an old mill hill town. Uh, coincidentally, my father lived there, and grandfather they worked in a mill there. But hmm. anyway, so this this town is an old mill hill mill hill town, and so all the houses are kind of you know cookie cutter type houses. 
Um, but a pretty cool little community. And um, the story goes is the mill owner was a big fan of Christmas and planted Christmas trees in everybody's yard. Mm-hmm. And he would have them decorate um, the trees every year and pay their power bill for the month of December. So mm-hmm. um, it's a pretty cool little experience to go through. Fire station out has some probably hot cocoa and apple cider. I'm 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 too much in a hurry to stop any time with the kids because they're they're crazy. But um yeah so it, yeah mm-hmm. just that busy time of year yeah so I'd be darn I'm good um I am now back to work oh I had two months off and now I returned to work God that's We're, fun <laughs> man I missed you I, work. I can see the joy I can see the joy in your eyes yeah. Uh, it, it, it just is work, it, you know, <laughs> but now I, I've got to burn like a, a, a lot of vacation, um, because I, I didn't use any while I right. was, you know, on leave. So now I, I liken it to, I'm like landing a jet where I hit the runway, but then I bounce mm-hmm. for a little bit. Cause I'm like off on, off on, off on, uh, cause I'm, you know, trying to use all this vacation time. So then. I'm not really back to work, but I'm sliding back into work. Just don't make any skid marks. Well, I probably did when I saw my uh, 4,000 emails that I missed for two months. So you really did unplug. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Con- congratulations to you. <laughs> Thank you. I, even, our, even when we take off, we don't take off, you know, so yeah. I, I commend you on that. That's no, awesome. I, I, well, and part of it is. My wife told me, like, your access is taken off. Like, you, oh, wow. you can't even log on. So they're on. serious about it. But I could have, but I just, I just didn't. Right, well, it's good for you, <laughs> though. Fine. You got to spend time with a small batch and yeah. bond and uh, lose sleep and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Of course, that doesn't change going back to work. Sure. Yeah. And uh, uh, the wife is starting her leave in January. So now we're trying to figure out this December thing <laughs> where I'm working and... Like go and we're uh, you know taking care of her at the same time. So now we schedule look at our meetings and like when can you take her and when can I take her and all that kind of stuff. So that's cool. Though. Hey buddy, that's yeah. cool. Priest Brian, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Sure. Um, is there a piece of furniture in your house that is used solely for piling things on? It's called the treadmill. For example, well, I have a treadmill and a laundry chair. I was just curious. <laughs> like it's pretty much anything from inside the doorway. Oh, it is pretty much anything. In any flat surface is that one of those? <laughs> no, it's not even a requirement. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. the seven-year-old just you know, the floor's perfect, couch, stairs. Uh, my wife, uh, yeah, yeah, wherever she walks, pile stuff on her. Yeah, I'm just curious because my my wife's been seeing these memes go around. Like, there's this you know, we have a laundry chair, so like, it's ten o'clock. I'm tired. There's that's what laundry ended up. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this right now. Yeah. Yeah. We have a recli- recliner in our room that ends up with towels and white clothes because no one likes to, you know, do socks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, it's all the clothes. Yeah. Like, so the chair gets really high <laughs> and then we run out of clothes. So then we have to fold all the stuff on the chair. Yeah. And then wash. The actually, rest of the actually, yeah. if you reach from the bottom of the pile, the, the laundry pile works like a compost heap. So usually that stuff on the, on the bottom is already kind of has some yeah. radiant heat. You mm. just pull it out. It's already folded. It's un, I mean, it's not wrinkled. It's not wrinkled. Well, yeah. it might have a crease in the wrong spot or something like right now. Yeah, that's right. true. That's true. But um, <laughs> maybe you should, I wonder if you could do that, like market a furniture brand as the as the laundry chair. Yeah, like have it built, like have high back, like a big arms or yeah. something, or like a kind of scoop so stuff yeah, doesn't fall you, off the front. You, you can do it in different family sizes, like mm-hmm. family of three, family of four. Oh, you have like a love seat if you have four yeah. people in your house maybe, and then. 
those big like wraparound couches if you have like eight kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the uh, the Duggars. Yeah, Billy Mays here with your laundry chair. Exactly. The oh, Consuela yeah. family is like a party of eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wow. So yeah. you just have a whole chair dedicated to laundry. Well, I put it in there because I thought I might sit there and like read or mm-hmm. just sit. Mm-hmm. Extra floor, extra like, floor space. Yeah, there out. was a corner and looked. You know, hey, it's a chair. It was one of my mom's. It wasn't even a new chair. It was an old chair. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I like that chair. Let me just put it in my bedroom. I haven't sat in that thing in three years. Because <laughs> you got laundry on. Yeah, it. there's always laundry on it. Maybe we could do that with our kids. Be like, we're gifting you this chair for your complimentary laundry chair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great wedding gift. Here's your laundry chair. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, that's a great idea. I think we should start this trend. Hashtag <laughs> laundry chair. Yeah. Maybe have like some sock embroidered on it or something. Ooh, yeah. That's all fancy. Yeah. Um, I do want to say shout out to our our listener from Indianapolis. You always go down in order. Now we're at letter I. And the only one we got is Indianapolis. Well, we had somebody from Ithaca once upon a time. We did. Yeah. We're going to also add Indian Trail, even though it wasn't <laughs> on the thing. I know there's somebody. I know there's somebody from Indian Trail. Um. All right, so let's do a fact check slash follow up. How was your all's Thanksgiving? Ah, uh, wonderful. I think. I yeah. mean, it. This was probably we we do a friendsgiving every mm-hmm. year. You were there, your family. So, um, we always do a for the last four years. I, I had it wrong. I said third annual. It's actually the fourth annual friendsgiving. So, we've been doing that for four years. Um, because we can't get back to our family. I mean, you know, anyone in the Charlotte area is not. From Charlotte, mm-hmm. everybody. Sure. Well, except for you, I'm from here. Yeah, yeah. you're you're close by. So, but it, most people aren't from here. You're you're, you're kind of the. I'm weird. I know you're the minority here. Yeah, I know. Um, you're a protected class. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we do this friendsgiving. So this one was kind of. I think we I think we divided like who brought. And I, mm-hmm. I got a compliment my wife on that because she d- gave people like things to bring things like that. So and we didn't over prepare, overcook. We didn't really stress ourselves out. Um, but we divided and conquered pretty good, and it was amazing. I thought, yeah, great turnout as always, and uh, great food, and great fellowship, and um, I got to love on uh, small batch a lot, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, people probably thought I was hogging her, but that's okay. I could care less. Who cares? <laughs> that's why I carry brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, I-, I am disappointed for also the fourth year in a row. I did not get the redneck egg rolls. <laughs> That I've been Ooh. promised. It's a myth. For four years. It's a myth. So we may just take that out of the old intro. I, I think it's not even real. It's a unicorn. I've seen them. There's, there's, I had some in uh, Mount Pleasant when I was down there. Oh, yeah, but not his. They weren't his. I mean, the but they were the, quote unquote right, red. It. They were redneck egg rolls. As they said, mm. I forget what was in them. I think a little different composition than the yeah, the I'm mythic sure. the mythic ones. But the real ones were quite tasty. All right, I'll yeah. see if I can make some this weekend. By the way, my uh, you said that you didn't stress so and over prepare. My wife made two batches of her stuffing, sorry, dressing. dressing. Um, and good gosh, did we eat on that for quite a while? <laughs> so stretches, man. <laughs> it does. Also, it stretches in your stomach. <laughs> it was good though. Her 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 dressing is a little variation of traditional, so I, that's why mm-hmm. I like it. Yep. Uh, you know, my daughter who is on this fake vegetarian diet. Mm-hmm. Um, Wanted dressing also. So, you know, your wife has sausage in it, which sausage makes everything better. Sure. Um, I had to make some vegetarian stuffing at the last 
no, minute. Man. And I think one scoop is missing out of the whole pan is still sitting in the fridge. Mm. And it probably will remain in there till I think I'm just going to freeze it and just repurpose it next year oh, for yeah. Thanksgiving. You're ready to go for next year. Yeah, it'll be freezer burnt, but it'll be all right. <laughs> Producer Brian, you had a plethora of things going on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And you survived. I survived. Yeah, I'm still here. You had Friendsgiving also at your house. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the Friendsgiving wasn't at my house. It was actually at someone else's house. Okay. I had a birthday party the same day, and we decided <laughs> maybe that's a bad idea <laughs> to have 40 people in my house and then have, like, 25 people in my house <laughs> sure. three hours later for, you know. I could not imagine the turnaround on that. Yeah. So, but I did make a turkey for that, and then I made the yeah. turkey again Thursday. People come, do, I do host Thanksgiving for my family. Okay. Every year. I have the kind of the best space for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some folks travel. Most of us are pretty local. But um, I've been eating pie at least once a day for a week now. <laughs> and the problem being? I, I mean, they're different pies. It's just, I mean, I love pie. So it's, what it's kind worked of pies out great. have we got? Well, okay. So let me think. I, usually I make, I, Tuesday, you know, when I we had... did the Thanksgiving episode, I talked about the pumpkin cheesecake. Right. I actually opted out of that because of the what? work. And I, no one said a thing. But what? I made a pretty good. I made two pumpkin pies, and I left all the spices out of one of them. <laughs> like, I have a picture of just, like, I, I did them all in a little container, because I was going to uh-huh. do it two at a time, and, right. and my daughter was helping me, and I, I pulled one out of the oven, and I look over, and there's this, this little dish with, like, the cinnamon and all the stuff. Sprinkling. Nutmeg, yeah. So, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so, I have one of those that I haven't touched yet. It mm-hmm. has, it, it's probably going to taste more like a sweet potato pie than a... Pumpkin pie, but I, I mean, right. it's got the sugars in there, the creams in there. Okay. It's going to be okay. It's just yeah. not going to have any of those pie spices. Well, there was what a, you look for in those pies. That's what yeah, you, know, you look for those spices. It's going to be like a more like a vegetable pie, I think, <laughs> with some sugar in it. But um, there's, there was a chocolate pie. Okay. Like, uh, it's my, yeah, my grandmother's recipe that's been passed down. Mm. Basically, really thick, like chocolate pudding. Come on with uh, it. Someone bought a, or bought a pecan pie because mm-hmm. who makes that? Uh, and I love pecan pie. There's nut allergies in my house, so I'm the only one that will touch it. Nice. So I've eaten it for breakfast twice. Okay. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. Add yeah. some bourbon to that pecan yep. pie. Hey, buddy. I uh, finished off the broccoli casserole today, which <laughs> wasn't the best. I didn't make the broccoli casserole, so it wasn't good. <laughs> but I finished it. Nice. Uh, I threw out the last two deviled eggs today oh. because it's been a week. And yeah, I can see it's that. Kind of, yeah, doing the eggs is kind of There was a spotty. little <laughs> color happening there. I was like, you know, let's play this on the safe side. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. Wow. So I think I'm almost done with the mac and cheese they got. <laughs> like, so the, my, my aunt brought food, and she brought them in like the deep 9 Ooh. by 13, like the four Ooh, yeah. by 9 mm-hmm. by 13. Oh, yeah, buddy. Just like four green bean casserole recipes and like mm-hmm. four mac and cheese recipes, you know. But she put like some cheese department out of business, probably. She's probably uh, trying to feed it. It's like feeding a, at a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen or something like yeah, that, just for the masses. We didn't eat. I mean, we had plenty. Of, there was plenty of food. Everyone ate, but not like that. Yeah, we had two turkeys. You know, so, Mojo, what was the worst cooking mistake that you've ever had? You said you didn't add the spices and whatnot. What was your worst cooking for, for mistake? Thanksgiving for any time? Oh. And while you're thinking about that, I'll tell you, my wife, we were doing a bake sale, uh, a church bake sale. She was going to make the pecan pies. And um, she was getting all the ingredients, baked them, sold them. We made a pretty good chunk of money, uh, you know, for the youth uh, while I was a youth pastor. Uh, and then uh, somebody called and said, hey, just 
heads up. I know you made two of these pies. We uh we started to eat it. I think you mistook the sugar for salt. Mm. <laughs> you might want to call the other person and let them know heads up. Uh, they've mm. got a salty pecan pie. So that was the worst, I think, that we made uh, as a family. I can't think of anything, really. Mm. The only thing I could think of is maybe the execution. Like, oh. you know, execution in the restaurant world would be like not having a, enough food prepared. Mm-hmm. For okay. um for like uh, like a busy day, mm-hmm. um oh yeah well thanks my wife just from sent me this probably the the worst execution personally is um we first got married um we I don't think we had a working stove that's right so we had a two hour burner because we had we bought this house that didn't have a stove so we had to go buy one we were poor so we had a two hour burner that was lent to us well I decided to do like a romantic mm. uh, Valentine's Day and one of her favorite dishes was chicken broccoli alfredo so I decided mm. to make this chicken broccoli alfredo. Well, two-hour burner got really hot and spilled <laughs> over the Alfredo sauce oh. over the side of the pot because you got to watch, you know, Alfredo sauce yeah. when you're making it. So it just stank up the house. It smelled like rotten curdled milk <laughs> when she came in. You know, mm. fire departments were flying over, do- dropping buckets of water and stuff like that. <laughs> so, so needless to say, there's probably no some no hello time that night. That would have made uh, smell probably worse. not. I think we're so exhausted from trying to clean up <laughs> clean the mess. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Understand. All right, so let's go into some wacky news brought to you by eighteen twelve barbecue. If you need a fantastic caterer uh, at a great price uh, with some amazing food, please check out our friends at eighteen twelve barbecue. Um, the headline on this uh, tells all that we need to know. Amazon customer orders an Apple Watch and gets a five dollar plunger instead. Five dollar plunger. Five dollar plunger. There has been some mishaps um, with with all kinds of shipping stuff. My wife mm-hmm. always sends me pictures of like um, she works for a major company. And she always gets the opposing company's products in her shipments. No, nope. like how does that happen? You what? Know? Um, did you see about the one with the guy got a, an AR fifteen or whatever <laughs> right. from Goodwill? It was a baby shower gift. And it ended up being a AR-15, like you were saying. That's mispackaging there. (laughs) Um, A London man ordered an Apple Watch from the popular website, but the shipment arrived. Uh, He was in for a surprise. Apparently, somebody at Amazon made a bit of a mistake. John Brown took advantage of the Black Friday sale to purchase a model Apple Watch for $387. The British uh, News reported, unfortunately, he received a $5 plunger. This was his statement. Uh, It was a pre-Christmas treat for myself, and I have wanted one for a long time. I waited for Black Friday specifically, and it was a calculated move on my part. It got delivered to me at work, and I went down to collect it at reception. I opened it in front of the reception staff, and started. they started howling in laughter. They were in absolute hysterics, but I was absolutely fuming, and I had to hold it back in front of them. I was very annoyed, and I was dreading the impact the impending faff to get it all sorted out with Amazon. A British word. I She's think. a British yes, a British word. So a couple of things. One, why are you saying it's a pre Christmas treat? Just say you wanted to buy the watch. Look, British British people can take something that's an utter disaster and make it sound like a Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> that's you, know, it. you know, so I I I, I would they could, you could have an absolutely disastrous disastrous experience, and they can make it sound like an absolutely polite thing. And, that and is true. Yep. 
the other thing is, why are you going to open it up in front of the reception staff? Okay, so my problem here is, how big was the box? Because the Apple Watch box is oh, like, yeah. you know, six by six, maybe, if that. Yeah. Like a cube. But you know shape. Amazon sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the plunger, was just was the stick missing from the plunger? Or yeah. Was it just the... It was, the stick was, you had to... Uh, BYO yeah, stick? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, it, it was, no. The plunger head. The plunger head and the stick were separated. And you had to, like, screw the stick okay. into the so, plunger. But the boxes. But there's some size description. I know Amazon will put an ink pen yes, in a refrigerator box. Yes, they will. And so I can maybe understand I, that part. Maybe I just corrected my own comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, yeah, there's been some goofs lately, my friends. I'll tell I've, you had, that. I've had goofs, but the, the I will say the good thing about Amazon is they usually they'll fix it. Yeah. Pretty quickly. The problem with with his his uh, the exact model and the color when he went to go uh, reorder the it, sale sold out, and the sale yeah. was probably only like five dollars off because three hundred eighty seven dollars. What's the normal three, Apple probably three ninety nine? The maybe? regular price, depending on the size, is between they start at three forty nine. So if it's like the the bigger one, which is most dudes would wear, right, like four hundred dollars watch. So he's like say thirteen bucks, and that's yeah. as far and for an Apple sale, like you can't buy. Depending on the series, you know, we can get into this, but uh, <laughs> they don't go on sale. Like, you just use your education. This once a year that you might get a discount. But like, it's right now, if you were to get one, and that, yeah, 20, 25 bucks. You're in Apple World and you're worried about $13? Yeah. I mean, everything in Apple World costs 47 times what it's worth to make. Probably. Sure. Just do my math. But it's worth it. The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub, and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812BBQ and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812 BBQ. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812BBQ, or call 704-604-5148 or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com and he'll be glad to help any way he can. Speaking of things that are worth it, uh, have you guys heard about this, um, and I'm going to use this... uh, with kid gloves as possibly as I can. Don't worry, I'll rip those right off for you. Mm, there's another word we probably <laughs> want to stay away from. Um, this uh, sun tanning your bum hole. <laughs> that's the sound you decided to choose. For. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is evidently a, a popular trend now in a, in a whole Hollywood. It's a health, Hollywood. health trend, I believe. Oh. Uh, it does. It's like exfoliates. Or something. Y'all. Yeah. We uh, ain't got nothing better to do. The pictures that I've seen of people doing this, it's insane. People laying on their back, 
with their legs up to the sun, oh, yeah. trying to yeah. suntan their sphincter. Well, it's called perineum sunning. Yeah. Y'all. Sound fancy. It's, yeah. it's probably British. Um, actor Josh Brolin reveals the crazy sunburn after trying the new butt-sunning trend. Now, this right, I love this. Okay. Keep in mind, also, this is Thanos from the end. He's been in a lot of great movies so outside making, of the so Marvel stuff. His, but, right. So he's making his brown eye browner. <laughs> but can, his, you, it went pink, I believe. <laughs> did you also know that he played Bran on Goonies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the crazy thing. You look at, like, yeah. way back. He's been around forever. He's done some... He's a good actor. He's in a lot of great movies. But his response to this just made me laugh. <laughs> Remember just a few days ago when it was revealed to the world that people are actually exposing their bum holes to the sun. Now it seems like celebrities are hoping or hopping <laughs> on the butt-sunning bandwagon, and they're getting some painful results. Josh Brolin, one of the stars of the Avengers Endgame, revealed on Instagram that he recently told that he tried the trend, and the 51-year-old actor suggested that people do not try this at home. He said, I tried this per- perineum sunning that I've been hearing about, and my suggestion is do not do it as long as I did. The 51-year-old captioned an image previously posted by influencer Metaphysical Me- Megan. Man, I need to talk to that person. He said, my pucker hole is crazy burned, and I was going to spend the day shopping with my family, and instead I'm icing and using aloe and burn creams because of the severity of the pain. He continued, I don't know who the F thought of this uh, stupid S, but F you nonetheless. Seriously, he completed his rant, adding the next level humor of hashtags. Hashtag Black Hole Friday. Hashtag Black Hole Sun. Hashtag Severe Perineum Burns. Hashtag Santa Monica Fire Department. And Butthole Care. As a dermatologist, I do not recommend any sun exposure with Without sun protection, Nazine Saeed, MD, said. Uh, also said, uh, Dr. David Bank, this could cause skin cancer. Do not- Hollywood has some of the most cutting-edge <laughs> technology in the world. Sure. I mean— But also they have the weirdest health trends that just need to be buried, like— Remember when Gwyneth Paltrow came out with the vaginal steaming mm. and doctors were like, hold on, hold up here. That's, that, that's not as what it's there for your body's natural. Or, you know, they mm. come out with like drinking, like all kinds of crazy mm. juices. And, yeah. But meanwhile, in Southern California, people are literally crap on the streets. <laughs> so cr- California's crazy. Town. So do you think he didn't use any kind of sun cream or, I mean, Maybe he went and grabbed for the sun tanning oil. Yeah, but like Crisco know, or something. Yeah, like I mean, a, bronzing like a Thanksgiving turkey. Because, mm. I mean, I do not tan, first of all. Yeah, okay. I, 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 and I know if I were to get in this position in the sun for more than 60 seconds, mm-hmm. I'd be in the same situation. Sure. So I'd be putting like a tub of sour cream on my butt or something <laughs> just to keep the sun off. Sure. But. I saw the, the first article before Josh Brolin chimed in about it. I, mm-hmm. like, I just want to know, did he prepare ahead of time? Like, you know, did he do the old Brazilian down there? You know, I mean, mm. what, what did he do? Did he? I mean, do you get a base tan first before you go do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would think that 
that would have been, you know, the smart thing to do. Be my luck. I'd try it on the beach and just get sand in my crack first. And then mm. sand with the burn would just oh, salt water. Gosh. Oh, man. He's probably like sitting on the Hollywood sign or something, just like <laughs> owning it. Yeah. Too bad he couldn't snap his fingers to make it go away. Mm. God, I don't understand y'all. I really don't. I, don't. I don't think there is any understanding in California. Uh, I mean, <laughs> literally, we do. We have no. Right. Here's something I saw on the internet. Let me go try it right, right. now. Yeah. All right. So, um, where do we go from here? Did you guys see the the Krispy Kreme truck and the police officer's reaction to it? Or the spill? Did you guys see that? There article? was a spill <laughs> of the Krispy Kreme donuts. I did not see that. Yeah, down in Georgia, apparently a Krispy there was a, a accident and the. Let me pull it up here real quick. The, the police officers were quite upset that the uh, Krispy Kreme truck, <laughs> its goods were spilled all over the highway. Did they use the, the you know criminal tape around yeah. it? So here's the article. Okay. A police department in the Atlanta suburb has asked for, quote, thoughts and prayers <laughs> Tuesday after 911 called summoned officers to the scene of total carnage. A spilled load of Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, just mm. moments ago, the Brookhaven police officers answered the call each of them had feared most. <laughs> Dozens of donuts had fallen off a truck uh, across Peachtree Road to right outside. Of mm -hmm. Well, everything's named Peachtree. Yeah, everything's Peachtree. But uh, they all rushed to the, the scene. They found total carnage, donuts scattered along the curb mm. in the gutter. In the no, gutter. No. Yeah, they were quite um, distraught. Sure. And apparently people have been sending the police department donuts <laughs> oh, that as a, nice like. Just <laughs> <laughs> condolences. So, yeah. yeah. I, just, I thought that was funny. That. You know what would be funny is if they did chalk outlines of the donuts <laughs> all <around laughs> everywhere. I think that would be funny. Yeah. Crime scene tape. If you're in the market for a high quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom, exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or check out his new website at WatchmanCigars.com or the sponsor section of our website. Uh, well, we can talk about, uh, have, you, have you guys seen the new slogan by uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden? I have not. So his new slogan is no malarkey. So I guess. Is there uh, a candidate named malarkey? <laughs> <laughs> well, my. Here's here's my question. When I first saw this, I'm like, nothing speaks louder to a millennial generation of voters trying when you're trying to seduce them because that's what you know Creepy Joe is basically seducing voters to him. Use relevant language, right? Yeah, yeah. Is use you know relevant language to their time. Malarkey. Sure. I mean, I I have to constantly get on my teenager for saying malarkey all the time. I mean, yeah. This guy cannot. Can he get any creepier? Did you see? Um, and I wish I had somebody, the art. Some about his wife. What was that? His wife like was like had her finger yeah, out, sticking her finger out <laughs> at a pres at a campaign rally. I think, and he sucked on it. <laughs> and then, and then I saw today that he was doing a uh, uh, speech for somebody like where he grew up, and he was talking about 
where he grew up, he used to go to the pool, and kids would rub his rub their hands up and down his legs. Wet, hairy legs. Wet, hairy legs. And then he said, I love it when boys jump on my lap. And now those young boys are now men, and I love those men. And you're just like, Joe, he, Joe, stop. what are you doing? You know, here's the thing. <laughs> we, everyone, doing? everyone that I know is a, a never Trumper is always constantly worried about what he's going to say. I mean, just imagine this guy like going and blowing in like a president's <laughs> ear of another country <laughs> or, you know, coming up doing that backwards hug, smelling their hair. And we're worried about this is what we're worried about, you know. What's that going to do for our foreign policy? <laughs> yeah. I, <sighs> so what's better? Uh, either uh, Trump calling Kim Jong-un Rocket Man, mm-hmm. which still owns me, by the way, or, or Creepy Joe coming up behind him and his face buried in that haircut of his, and he's just holding him. <sighs> oh. out, of, out of a nation of over 300 million people, <laughs> this is what we have. These are our leaders. These are people that have served us for over 30 years, served us. <laughs> and I saw a great quote today. I'm like, is there any candidate out there that has convinced you to give up more control of your life? Right. And I'm like, no, no, there's no candidate at all will ever convince me of that. But that's what we're, that's what these people are running on. But man, I think creepy Joe takes the, uh, the cake for the most awkward moments caught on video, audio, you know, lithograph, whatever. I mean, no, I agree. I think second runner-up was George Bush with uh, like his like it was just Bushisms. Yeah, there was like eight years of gold. Oh yeah, just yeah. on that great comedy. Saturday Night Live that made Will Ferrell career on Saturday Night Live. Part of me just be to be honest with you, kind of wants Joe to win just to see oh, what God, happens. No, <laughs> he's gonna. No, he's that's gonna, what people said about Trump. Right? No, he's <laughs> gonna, he's going to come up and rub like Jim Con, Jim uh, was it Kim, little Kim uh, in <laughs> North Korea? He's going to come up behind <laughs> him and rub his belly or something. <laughs> I mean, it's hey, little Buddha, how Buddha. are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then then he's going to talk about you know his stance on his stance on foreign policy. He's going to be like, yeah, my uh, corn pop, the gangster. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I did with corn pop and just be like, no. Don't do that. So yeah, I, I... <laughs> because corn pop. You know, remember that? Oh my god! Yeah, he he was giving Joe was giving a speech, stump speech, and he was talking about how he uh, rustled up a local gangster named Corn Pop. You gotta find this. You gotta find the audio Corn Pop. Corn Pop. I swear I haven't drunk in a drop tonight, but <laughs> Corn Pop is owning me right now. If you can play it, that would be I'm gonna, so I'm gonna see awesome. if I, I have something here. Let's see what this... Corn Pop was a bad dude, <laughs> and he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did. Yeah, he, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, <laughs> one of the things you had to use, if you use pomade in your hair, you have to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther... You, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Okay. <laughs> so I saw the video. I was watching the video of this. Okay. And what you didn't see <laughs> in the audio, because you can't see audio. Uh, so Biden's standing there, and he's, got, he's wearing a suit, no, no tie. Okay. He's surrounded by young black people. <laughs> okay. He's giving, his, he's giving his pep talk here. He's got, like, 
the shirt like three buttons undone. <laughs> oh, now, hey, like, buddy. His wet, his wet, hairy hey, chest buddy. hair. Slick back, like, it, it's... When did he become mm, Southern, by the way? Oozes confidence. Well, that's that's not Southern accent, buddy. Huh? That's that's not Southern accent. He was starting to bring a little draw to it. No, he's starting to bring the uh, urban community draw well, to it. Southern draw, <laughs> yeah. Is, is keep... Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> and he... I'm going to add that sound bite. That's going to get added to my Oh, yeah, board. that's got to be it. <laughs> What's the rest of the story? <coughs> oh, let's see. Let me get it. Oh, there's more. This is his, for, this is his whole foreign policy. <laughs> and he said, I'll meet you outside. He's waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There's a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. There used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six foot length of chain. So I walked out with the chain. <laughs> I feel like my eight year old could tell me stories that is more coherent than this so far. Let's see if I can get some more here. Yeah. In those days, you used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. What? What is going on? <laughs> Joe, Joe, can we please elect him? Please, just for comedy. Okay, that's that's all I got on this. Uh, uh, corn pop. Oh, then, he was a bad dude. Well, then there's a Colbert-like skit with a guy in a corn suit walking. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, what what self-respecting um, neighborhood <laughs> thug is going to have the nickname Corn Pop? I can see Twinkie. You know, I could see Big Boy. I could see Dorito Face. But not corn pop. No, no corn pop. Corn pop is <laughs> corn pop is not a uh, street cred name, right? I right. mean, uh, but I guess if you have enough hair pomade and a straight razor, be <laughs> maybe out of a he really liked the cereal, you know, <laughs> or like it didn't like blistered roof of his mouth hey, or something. Corn pop, <laughs> get, get your boys Apple Jacks and Cinnamon Crunch to come over here. <laughs> you think you think they had rambles with the. Uh, with the elves, with the, from the I don't know. They, they probably had a beef. Snap, with the, crackle, and pop. They probably had a beef with the porridge crew on the next street. You know, oh as, yeah, jeez, uh, this guy. Good <laughs> this guy. Well, Kamala Harris is out, so he makes. How about that? He makes the apocalypse look more appealing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the four horsemen of death, or you know, they they it's, they look it, a little more appealing. Joe Biden's chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody's gonna have to make a Twitter account that's in Joe, Joe Biden's leg hair. There's probably already somebody that has one. Oh, this is this is gold right here. Uh, I'm gonna actually look it up. I know this is Joe Biden's hair plugs. Is it really? Uh-huh. So you have. Oh yeah, there is uh, Joe Biden's. Joe Biden's leg hair. It no, it's just like the name. Does Corn Pop have a Twitter account? <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe Corn Pop used to massage his legs with pomade <laughs> and sit on his lap. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have uh, Caswell with uh, Cicada Studios. She's going to be our special guest here on Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hook Line right Heroes is a 501c3 nonprofit based in Charlotte, North Carolina, founded in 2017 to show God's love and appreciation for our disabled and PTS military veterans. They provide professionally guided fishing trips to nominated veterans at no cost to the veteran. Hookline and Heroes has provided over 30-plus trips around the Carolinas since their founding, from red fishing down in Charleston to striper fishing on Lake Norman. 
and even offshore fishing down in Florida. Each trip is a one-on-one experience with a member of the organization aiming to provide a day of fun and relaxation on the water and begin a lifelong relationship with them. Each veteran leaves the day with a fully stocked tackle box, rod and reel, apparel, a Bible, and a daily devotion to kick to kickstart their new hobby and build their relationship with God. Please take the time to visit their website at hooklineandheroes.org to hear and learn more about them. You can help in many ways by nominating a veteran you know through their website, join their monthly giving program, Healing Heroes, or send a one-time personal or corporate donation. You'll also be happy to hear that they are completely volunteer-run and nearly 100% of your donations goes directly towards providing trips for the veterans. Be sure to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to see their veteran stories and to show your support. We're back, and if you don't know, you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. I know. This is a shocker. In studio, we've got Caswell Turner from Cicada Studios, right in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina, right next to the creamery, right next to Red Hill Brewery. How do you get any work done? That That's my question. That sounds expensive to be in that area. Well, yeah. first of all, we're not there anymore. Oh, you're not there anymore. <laughs> oh, back up? Yeah, scratch that. Uh, start over. Start over. <laughs> Fire our researcher. Yeah. Where are you guys located now? We're in Mount Pleasant, above Cafe Lentz and across from 73 in Maine. So we're right in downtown. So you are in uh, right across from 73 in Maine, right above a coffee shop. How do you get any work done? Good question. <laughs> I don't. No, I do. Um, I just get in there and get focused. <laughs> Walk right past the coffee shop. But I've heard that coffee shop is good. It is. I'm their number one patron. Okay. Well, I'm the reason why. they're still afloat. No, they're great. Um, they've got some great specials, and I've been impressed. They just got off the ground, and they're doing a really good job. So Yeah. So tell us about Cicada Studios. What do you guys do? <clears throat> We've seen your... Um, Amazing murals. Amazing murals, yeah. marketing. We've seen that through Red Hill, through Southern Strain. Um, there's other things that you, you've done and been a part of. What all do you do at the studios? So we do graphic design, marketing, brand identity, illustration, and murals. And we've just started doing a little bit of interior design and architectural renderings. Oh, wow. That's a really sidebar, but mainly graphic design is our core so nice and you i mean it's really good stuff it's not fiverr um our logo was done on fiverr so if you want to redo it for you know minimal cost we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah i'd love to <clears throat> but i mean it you do really good stuff thank you like how did how do you get inspired to do like southern strain or red hill because that's that's what i know like how do you like how does it come to your head of the redesign of well, to clarify, I didn't do Southern Strain's logo. A lot of people think okay. I did it. I did the mural inside. Okay, so you painted I just that? painted them, yeah. But okay. I did do Red Hills. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I did Press and Porter downtown, uh, Concord's Best Dressed Kids. And I think I'm forgetting one, but you can go on my website and see the rest yeah. of them. But how do I get inspired? Yeah, like how does that process? Oh, man. Magic mm. mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Corn pop. <laughs> she gets in a fight with a street fight band, corn pop. Well, I mean, it's it's like how any artist works. Um, a lot of what I do is grounded 
in a very artistic process because I started out as a painter. So I'm, you know, I I really dig in. I love doing logo design because people come to me and they have this whole journey that they've gone on to start their business and they have their mission statement and everything they stand for. And I get to basically I use all of that as the inspiration. And then Mm -hmm. I have to make it a metaphor visually as a symbol. Wow. So magic mushrooms. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm looking. I'm on your website right now. Kind of looking through some of your work um and it's interesting you say you have a painting background because it Mm -hmm. looks like you have a sketching background oh like yeah it's because everything that's very like a line there's a line there's a theme like Mm -hmm. i can tell there's a certain style here happening uh there's it's like line art really yeah that's sort of come out i i love intricacy and line work it's fun for me um so you design a logo. So somebody comes to you and says, hey, I've got a business that I want to start. Mm-hmm. I don't have a logo. You say, okay, I can help with that. Mm-hmm. And you, where do you start in the whole process of marketing to um, design everything that you do? Like what comes first? What's the first step in that process? First step is you get a read on the person, which is mm. a bit odd. But you got to figure out, okay, what style are they going to like? And if they're not telling me, if they don't know what style they like, you got to figure that out because you can't hand them, you know, you got to sort of be a little intuitive in that way. And sometimes you can't. And in that case, if I really have no idea what someone's inclined to or they don't come with me, come to me with a strong vision, I've got to give them multiple options in several mm. different styles. And so I'll, I'll give them a whole array and say, okay, what are you leaning towards? And then it's like we just, follow the path <laughs> like oh you oh, like wow. this one okay now i'll take it and i'll do this this and this to it it's in this style and we just narrow it down from there holy cow so that i mean that sounds like a time-consuming process if you have to you know give them five options and then narrow that down and give them another five options mm-hmm. and keep going like that it seems is. like a tedious process I, th- I think everyone probably has a vision in their head of what they're looking for they just cannot get it out Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I, I've talked to so many people, especially like restaurant design where you know, you know what you want, but you just can't. You don't know until you yeah. see it yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And that's, what's great. You know, I've, I've worked with a lot with designers and I've been the one looking at all the designs going, uh, let's go this direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll get like seven or eight sometimes in a sheet and go, okay, well, flavor what colors are well, but also stuff, people yeah. do have the, some people just have an idea and yeah. they just want to be told what they want to see too so I'm, I, that's probably where you come in yeah handy with so many you know different types of options and stuff too that's one of the big lessons i've learned um a couple of years into this is people just sometimes people don't want a lot of options they just want mm-hmm. you to kind of help mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me help them decide a lot of people don't even want as many options they kind of wanted to be just kind of told is that yeah there there comes a certain point where people you can kind of tell like they just want to get it done and they they just want to use you and your expertise mm-hmm. and it's kind of refreshing when you do find that um but i think it's more fun when you have someone who has a really strong understanding like when you you're working with the owner of the business and they're so passionate about it mm-hmm. and you get to kind of like work it out of them but Sometimes you just got to slap something on the table. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. <laughs> sure. Even just the the intricacies and the details of, of Red Hill, because we know that, is I didn't even know there was like a little hill 
on the top of the the house, the hop, yeah, the the house, oh, yeah, the house on the the hop. Until, like it was pointed out, and then you look at it and you can't stop looking at it. Mm-hmm. And then every time you see it now, you're like, there's the house. Exactly. You know, so to me, I really like that feature. Do you like putting like messages like that into the design or is that um, something that you try to incorporate a lot or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, one of my favorite designs I've done is for a welding company called Flawtech America. You look at their symbol, it's an F and a T, and then there's also a welding mask looking into a sparks at oh, the wow. same time. It takes, welders see it instantly, but some other people don't see it as quickly. But I think it's really important to add that level of symbolism in mm. anytime you get a chance, because then that takes a, that makes a symbol classic. You know, um, people tend to want to rebrand every five to ten years, but I like to give people a symbol that can last them a really long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, if you think of timeless brands that probably have pretty much have had the same, you know, logo, like Tiffany's. Pepsi. What's Ar- that? Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> I was going to go with Arby's, but I guess not. <laughs> well, Arby's has a classic they logo changed. pretty much. I mean, they've they, changed. They changed. They had the hat for so long. They yeah. moved You're to right, the, they did. the big white comic stands. But like FedEx. You know, FedEx has, you know, their, their timeless logo. And then mm. UPS is, well, UPS just rebranded. Not too long ago, but FedEx has had a timeless one. But Tiffany's, like, you, every, well, I should say every woman because that's sexist. But, you, but like, you know, women, like my wife and kids, they look forward to something like that from Tiffany's. I mean, they, they, they want that classic style and packaging and this and that. So mm-hmm. I, I like timeless stuff. I like timeless music, like something that can last the era, you know, the era, like, there's nothing like an Al Green, Green or a Sam Cooke song that can last for the next hundred years. You must be a sucker for those uh, TV infomercials, timeless classics. <laughs> <laughs> Do those even come on anymore? I don't know. That's the last time I watched TV. But wasn't there like an infomercial that had like all just the the hits of the the timeless seventies? Oh, yeah, yeah. The 70s, decade. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I just anyway. sorry. You said timeless, and that's <laughs> yeah. immediately came to my brain. Those are great commercials. By <laughs> Billy Mays here. <laughs> um. How important is is a logo to a business? Like, I mean, you can have Bud's Donut Shop or whatever and, you know, have a, a donut. But you were saying, like, something that uh, has the iconic logo, like, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that, that that would be really important for, like, businesses just starting out yeah. so that people see that, that brand and that image and always associate them uh, with whatever product that they're pushing out. Yeah. Is it that important or can you just say Bud's Donut Shop? I think it depends. Um, I think sometimes people rush to get a sort of corporate looking logo sometimes too quickly mm-hmm. when really the sort of sidestep for that would be more important. I I think as long as it's a true reflection of what the business owner's vision is, um, it's fine. I mean, if it's them writing their name on a napkin and somehow putting it up on the wall, I think that is just as important and good as a corporate level, you know, masterfully designed logo. Um, But yes, I I do think it's important. I think it's important from a marketing standpoint to have a symbol that customers can associate. Well, I think you have something called like conceptual integrity that goes along with branding Mm -hmm. because, um, you want something 
this speaks true. Like you see the most successful businesses and chains out there. Just talk about the restaurant industry because it, it's kind of an odd bird. But you, if you see a symbol, you expect, you know, you can co- co- you can look at a restaurant symbol. Like, for example, we'll take Chick-fil-A. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have Chick-fil-A symbol. You, you know that that consistency is going to be the same as it is here, Roanoke, Virginia, mm-hmm. Salinas, California, if they have Chick-fil-A's there. But you, you expect the same thing. You expect the same hospitality. You expect unlimited sauces, you know, whatever, clean bathrooms, you know, some old lady hand, handling, handling chicken, nugget, chicken nugget samples, whatever. You expect that. So that but I think that symbol is what brands it. You mm-hmm. know, people recognize it. So you design the, the logo. Um, how long does that process usually take for if somebody come, walks into the studio and said, hey, let's start the process? How long does that usually take? It depends on what type of logo they want. Sometimes people just want me to throw text together mm-hmm. and they want to do something really quick. If I'm doing a full, like, intense corporate style logo. It's going to take about two weeks. Oh, wow. Because there's That's a lot of quick. back and forth. Um between and it, you know, it could drag on another week or two, depending on how much the owner or whoever I'm working with needs more drafts. But two to four weeks is about. Your time. Do you really like bleeding cowboy font? Bleeding cowboy? Have you seen that bleeding cowboy font? I haven't. <laughs> oh, God, you have to look it up. <laughs> cowboy. Yeah, this is the most overused uh, font of like. Is it the one with like? I think I know what you're talking. No, it's, it, it, I guess producer Brian will find it here. It is tragic. People still use it. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen it on so many things. Yeah. What's your least favorite font that you wish it would just die? Mm. Well, Comic Sans, that's sort of <laughs> yep. a, I actually, you know, I don't hate it with such a passion. Um, I would say anything from Microsoft, every time I, anything I can point out, like if I can look at something and say, that's papyrus, you know, mm. it's like, uh, <laughs> or that's, black. well, you know, the little factory symbols that you got in your first, you know, Microsoft, whatever, to design your own business cards. You remember the pyramid, mm-hmm. the pyramid, mm-hmm. uh, font or mm-hmm. pyramid, uh, like little, the wingdings. I love the wingdings. I don't know. It was, it was, a all, it was all symbols. It was yeah, a, it was a pyra- all it was a pyramid, and that was like you know when you design your. You, everybody thought it was cool that you could buy like the printer paper that you could the perforated things oh, that you dude, make. I was business all about cards. it. Yeah, you're making business cards. Well, there was a symbol. It was a pyramid. Print now, shop pro. Yeah, something. Like, and anyway, somebody <laughs> actually showed up to my shop the other day to, and wanted me to take them serious with a pyramid on their business card. Was I'm it like, like the, the pyramid, and it had different colors in it? Well, it, no, no, what is pre-color paper or pre-color printers? But right. it had like it did have some etchings in the in the pyramid. <laughs> so, hey, buddy, that sounds that sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I think his name was Corn Pop. <laughs> so. Did you did you see the perforated lines on the on the edges of the card? <laughs> yeah, that's <Ooh>. fantastic. <laughs> I would say Curl's MT is one that I see a lot. Are y'all familiar oh, with that yeah. one? I'm not. That one drives me crazy. I see it all over the place. So what I hear you say is Times New Roman is not the worst. <laughs> nah, no. Classic. Classic. It's traditional. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, two to four weeks. I mean, that's quick. To to me, that would be like a lot of pressure to design a logo. But for you, it's just it's just letting the artists just come out into that logo. Yeah, that's actually kind of a long period of time. I mean, there's so much. A lot of waiting in there, right? Because, like, you know, working with business people, you'll send an email. Here's the proof. Yeah. And then 
like they'll get back to you 18 hours later exactly at the end of the business day. that's why i say that <laughs> yeah because generally people take time to think about it so there's a lot of like passive time in there where you're just like sure. okay we're waiting for emailing back no and yeah. i get but to me like to to do like a, a good logo it, i would feel like two weeks is just super fast of of me trying to, to, to draw something out yeah mm-hmm. i spent two whole days playing with mine my first yeah just my on my on my own yeah I don't know. That just seems quick. But I mean, for a professional, I guess you just just kind of let it. Well, you're doing it all the time. It's like anything. Yeah. You, know, mm. you get used to it. How long have you been doing Cicada Studios? Uh, about three years now. Okay. So you've, you've got, I mean, you've kind of got it down. You got it like you like it? You ready to roll? Well, it's always evolving. It's definitely not where I want it to be yet. Mm. Um, yeah. so what did you do before Cicada well, I was in school. Okay. Um, I was at North Carolina State. So you went straight from school, starting a graphic design business. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. How was that process? Like, was that terrifying to, to leave school and be like, oh, I'm going to start my own business? Well, you know, I was sort of forced into it. Uh, <laughs> like a lot of my peers, I graduated and had sort of a mountain of student loan debt. And, I, you know, didn't have a lot of flexibility or um, big job offers. And so I had to kind of suck it up and move home and because I grew up in Concord and I, it was just sort of a natural progression. Um, yeah. Like I can do this. and yeah. That's cool. Why, why did you move from Concord to Mount Pleasant? Just curious. Well, I just started working with the 73 in Maine mm. over there mm-hmm. and saw that they had some offices available. Nice. And I just took a chance. On it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Awesome. I love 73 in Maine. Yeah. They, I mean, they've got a great bourbon bar, for one, if, if anybody was interested in that. Um, their brunch. Hey, bud, have you had their brunch? Oh, you're not allowed to have brunch, are you? Mm. Like a buffet. Dude, it is legit. But when, when's, when do people eat brunch? Is that a Sunday thing? It's a Sunday, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But it's all-you-can-eat buffet. I think brunch should be, you can do brunch anytime. You can, but I'm talking about 73 in Maine's yeah. brunch. They have it on Sundays from brunch 1030 to 2. um and mount pleasant really there's a lot of stuff going into mount pleasant to kind of boost that that whole downtown area up Mm -hmm. i mean obviously 73 in maine but you can't really call it a downtown area that's like two caution lines yeah (laughs) but it's cool it is a neat it is a neat little town there yeah Yeah. so you go to get the design then you can do marketing Mm -hmm. right what does that all entail just mainly social media um that's mainly our marketing. We don't do a ton of like geo tagging or geo fencing and things of that nature. We're just helping people with uh, more. Well, I have a lot of fun kind of thinking of alternative marketing strategies. Okay. Um. So we do social media, but then I kind of help them look at it, their business and say, okay, what are some different approaches that we could take outside of just social media to get your message out? Oh, wow. Any like, what would be an example of an alternative? Events you could host. Okay. Um, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Make a podcast. Make a podcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Or don't make one. <laughs> <laughs> or make one and and, and struggle. Um, and then, so what else? <clears throat> so there's uh, design, marketing, and what were the other things that you said that you did? Illustration and murals. Okay. So what's what's the what's an illustration... I'm I'm assuming that's like for a book. Well, it's yeah. Um, so I recently brought a guy onto my team who's doing character design. Hmm. So 
we oddly, you know, have a, people come to us and they need character design for like, whether it's something as small as like a t-shirt or they're writing a book and they need character illustrations. Okay. Um, that's something I really want to nourish is I love working with authors. So mm. any chance to do any sort of illustration for a book is so much fun. That should be our new logo. Just the illustration of three of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down with that. I want an illustration of Biggin carrying a bur- bourbon barrel around, like walking around with a giant barrel under his arm. I, I want to have an illustration of, of Biggin getting perineum sunbathing. <laughs> 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 no, we don't. Uh, <laughs> have you heard of this? No. It, perineum Josh, sunbathing. Josh Brol, uh, Brolin just uh, uh, asked, or just Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> The dangers Instagram. of perineum. What is perineum? Butthole. How do you, how do you spell that? <laughs> P-E-R-I-N-E-U-M, I think. Perineum. Is that like bleaching? I know people are bleaching. No, this is actually no. like this is actually going out in your backyard, slapping on some uh, SPF zero, or, and just yeah, or not, and just. Uh, oh, let, you're going to show me a picture? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's appropriate, we're, we're, Brian. We're full service here. <laughs> Family yeah. show. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So just you know, go sit in your, on the back deck and. Uh, <laughs> Just let her let her eat. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, called yoga. But evidently, he got a sunburn in that area, and that it, it was really bad. So, how about you? I'm pretty I'm pretty confident to say that I, you know I don't care if I live to be eighty, I'll never have a sunburn down there. That's one hundred percent. And this is where the conversation <laughs> went off the edge. So. <laughs> and then murals. You know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you're doing the the Avid Brother mural. Is that mm-hmm. right? Now, where's that going? So it's going on uh, 25 Union Street North, that, on that building where Local 25 is. Um, so it's the wall between the library and Local 25. Okay. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Let me correct you. It's it's not the library. It's the library. Library. Yeah. The library. Okay. That's how you say it. Okay. So murals, like, fascinate me because, mm-hmm. like, what if you, like, drop a paintbrush or something? <laughs> like. Well, sometimes you do. <laughs> oh, what's up, Blue Street? I didn't mean that to be there. I mean, yeah. you can't have like dinner and you just brick wall. Well, to clarify it, luckily with this one, <laughs> I'm not hand painting it. Okay. It's a vinyl installation. Wow. That's a, wow. Wow. So, so what, what does that mean? What, 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 what's the size printer? of the vinyl sheets? Um, I don't know. I think there's like five different strips. I don't know the exact dimensions. Wow. That's impressive. Um, yeah, that's. I want to see that machine. <laughs> well, it's a bunch of guys up on a cherry picker, you know, with a heat gun, <laughs> gluing it, right it to the wall. Like yeah. the billboards on the interstate kind of deal almost. Yeah. Side of a wall. Huh. Yeah. Hopefully, hmm. yeah. It, hopefully it'll last a little bit longer. A little longer, well, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, that's. It's going to turn. Change. That's an exciting project. <laughs> and, you know, for our listeners outside of North Carolina and also if if you're not a fan of uh, music, Avery Brothers are kind of our North Carolina hometown heroes in this, in this area, and they uh, I like a lot of their older stuff, but they have some great music. And some timeless classics. Yeah, I think they just got didn't they, like last year they got duck, inducted in the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame. I believe. I didn't know it was a thing. I don't know. Oh yeah, there's a there's a everyone has a Hall of Fame. I yeah, know, yeah, there's okay. a tennis yeah. Hall of Fame. Wait for the podcast Hall of Fame. <laughs> We could just make our own Southern Friday. Yeah, there <laughs> There's our new show. There's an idea right there. Yeah, hey, 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 about you. So this is four, stri- five strips of, I guess, vinyl that is just going to be glued to the glued wall. to the wall. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. It'd be my again. luck if we ever did one of those. the The scene would come right through my face. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, look all look like the Joker. Yeah, like like Two Face. I'd yeah. have one guy who just went to the optometrist and had his eyes dilated so the scene would be way off. <laughs> like Freddy Krueger up there. Yeah. How, did, how did this come to be? Like, how did one, how did you get involved in the project? And then how did you come up with the idea of this design? Magic mushrooms. Uh, You're right. I'm telling you, it does look like it. Well, you go ahead and answer. I'll tell you what I think. Um, Okay, so I there's a building across the street um, that the owner of that approached me and wanted a mural for the outside of his building. And this is last year, last summer. And he left it completely open-ended. He was like, do whatever you want, which oh, is wow. like, oh, I just want a mural on the side of my building. So that was a kind of a dream project for me. And I felt that with it being at the entrance to downtown and this the Avid brothers are from Concord. It just seemed like something that would have a lot of meaning for Concordians. That's beautiful, yeah. So, yeah, I was like, it's got to be the Avid brothers. Well, and, wow. number one, I commend you for not using Josh Brolin uh, sunbathing as perineum. That would have been <laughs> highly embarrassing for Concord. Um, the use of colors, though, I, that's what's very impressive. And I'm it, not trying to draw, you know, a parallel, but it kind of reminds me of, like some of the, uh, I, you ever seen, uh, what was the, the Sergeant Pepper's? Oh, yeah. Uh, video? Yeah, 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 yeah. It reminds me of the color action. Mm. It reminds me of the Beatles. Sure, Sergeant the yellow Pepper. submarine yeah. cartoon. Yeah, cartoon. It kind of, I mean. It, it looks it, like the 70s. I don't know. It just, it, it looks like the but it looks, 70s. But it looks like yeah. a modern interpretation mm-hmm. sure. of like 70s artwork with all the colors and stuff. So I think it, I think it's great. That's so. funny because my dad has that exact poster. Oh, really? his house, so maybe I, I, it yeah, subconsciously I, I, got I, in there. I could see your dad having that poster <laughs> up there. So. Uh, I am a little disappointed there's not a, a Southern Fried uh, logo somewhere Well, what you that. do is you take your sticker. We'll get our stickers. And you can put it up there. <laughs> do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> it could be. You guys just got to donate to the mural. There you go. <laughs> Sponsored by. Um, <laughs> where did the idea, where did the names Cicada Studios come from? Oh, well, cicada. Yeah. <laughs> it's a number four Mexican. Please say it correctly. Is it really cicada? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you scared me. No, it's cicada, actually. Everyone says it wrong. No, it's cicada. It's cicada. Seriously, she's got me. I don't know what I'm doing. What's my name? Cicada. Sounds, <laughs> yeah, cicada sounds like uh, that uh, Mexican drink called coquita. <laughs> so. Okay. Anyway. Cicada. Um, okay, so I said it. Well, when I graduated, uh, I felt there's a big push for designers to move out to the West Coast, and um, especially animators. Go broke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm technically an animator and uh, wanted to pursue that, but I didn't want to move out to California. Mm. Um, and so I felt creating a business that was centered around something that's a very Southern concept, which... Cicadas are, you know, you can find them all over the U.S., but I feel like it's a very Southern vibe. Mm. Um, was a statement saying, I like North Carolina, and I think you can grow something great wherever you are if you put enough passion into it. So um, I've always loved cicadas. I love the metaphor of their lifespan. Um, I don't know if y'all are aware, but they can live, they live underground for up to 17 years, mm. and then they come out in these big droves. Um, Okay. Yeah, we just had a what a couple of years back. We just had a big mm-hmm. like a certain re- cicada returned. It was like a once in a every 
life cycle or whatever. So yeah, you can go online and see they have all the different groups tracked and like when they're going to come out of up out of the ground. Oh um, wow! So I I love the metaphor of like you know being underground and taking your time developing your skills and then choosing mm-hmm. the right moment to emerge and then it's also a great metaphor in that it's this tiny little creature producing a sound that can be heard you know up to a mile away oh, yeah, but the sound is yeah. hit when you're riding your bike, you want to hit you in the face in the middle of summertime. <laughs> I think they're just hanging out in trees making noise, and you're like, I can't get to sleep. <laughs> yeah. What was the moment where you feel like <clears throat> you emerged out of that and started making music? Well, I, okay. <laughs> that was deep. Yeah. Nice. That's um, what I do. It's like we just did a devotional or something. <laughs> Well, I I went to college and um, had the sort of classic existential crisis, sort of figuring out who I was and realizing like, oh, there's a there's 50 artists who are just as good as me all in the same room. So that's really hard going into that. And it was a really challenging environment. So I mm-hmm. sort of felt out, that was sort of my underground period. And then that first year out of college where I was able to um, get back home and back to my roots, I felt mm-hmm. like. Which I'm, I was had the opportunity to travel to travel a little bit in college, and really realized that I'm someone who loves North Carolina, but and really loves being with my family and very connected to them. So coming back to that and having that support, and then being in a place where I felt like I was actually making an impression because there's not a ton of people doing what I'm doing. There are, yeah. but I'm doing it in a sort of different way. That's where I felt like I was sort of starting to step out and be nice. the singing cicada. <laughs> <laughs> where, what's the um, what's the next dream that you have for yourself and for the studio? Well, there's a lot. Um, I have. I didn't even touch on this, but I've been working on opening a, a coffee shop called Cicada Coffee since I graduated oh. as well, which is another ties into the Cicada um, vibe as well. But so that is something that's been in the works for a few years. Um, we've been in and out of different locations. And so that's on the way. And um, but I also, as I said, am, I'm an animator originally. So, you know, i this is steering towards becoming an animation studio eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that takes a long time to build up the resources to develop, which is why I started doing graphic design. Um, I'm not a technically trained graphic designer, which is why a lot of my logos that you see are a little bit of an alternative style. They have a very illustrative spin to them. Um, Cause I kind of taught myself in a way I didn't, I wasn't in the graphic design department at NC state. But um, I was in the animation department. So, yeah, we're going towards an animation studio. Hmm. That's way down the line, though, because it takes such a long time to build up. But, you know, we're starting with digital comics. That's why I brought my character designer onto the team. Nice. Um, And eventually we'll start putting out short films. Um, Wow. But that's going to be more of sort of the fun side. You know, it's not exactly... You don't get those projects unless you have the equipment, so it takes a little yeah, yeah. bit of time to build up. I remember we had 
John Caparulo on, and, and he created his own cartoon. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying that it was so expensive to get those done. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he had no idea. And evidently, they are really expensive to put on. Um, had no idea. But I guess it was the well, equipment the, and everything else. Yeah, the days of taking an uh, index pad and just drawing a character, slowly moving and flipping through it. Yeah, <laughs> it's claymation. So, yeah, I can do that all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a little bird. That yeah, flies. Yeah, yeah. It just has two wings. Like yeah. it looks like mine looks like an, a McDonald's logo flying through the air. Well, that was usually <laughs> that was usually my sixth grade period in high school because I had geometry and I didn't understand what shapes were and the purposes of measuring them. So I would just draw and doodle. Of course, my grades reflected that. Sure, but. You know, I, I made some pretty cool cartoons. That was every every class for me, except lunch. I took that seriously. <laughs> uh, everything else I didn't understand, especially algebra. When you started, like, trying to get numbers out of letters, I was like, I'm out. Mm. This is way too complicated. Yeah, when you start adding alphabet mm-hmm. and then, you know, having to add up in cursive, yeah, that was not good. Y'all, what are you thinking? Um, Wow, so that's, that's really cool. So animation is going to be down the line for you guys. So... W- Coffee studio, where is that up and running? I can't say anything about it. Okay. Right. Yet. Legally, um, you cannot it's say under, anything. It's underground. It's waiting for its moment. Thank you for saying that because I'm actually launching something called Cicada Underground. Ooh. Oh, what is that? So it's not launched yet. Oh, but you can talk about it? I can talk about it, sort okay. of. Um, it'll basically be a patron thing where you can go on and support us and you get access to the Cicada podcast, which is starting oh. soon. And other fun back end, basically like a backstage pass to Cicada News. So, oh. yeah. So I'm going to need you to market for us. <laughs> <laughs> You're a busy young lady. I'm just impressed. Right. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Like, how do you juggle everything? I don't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> no, I I just have a great support system. Um, I've got a mom and a dad who are very entrepreneurial. Yeah, What's that the word. Words are hard. <laughs> They just have that mind. I have a great source of people where I can go to and be like, how do you do this? You know, mm-hmm. and also the internet. You can just Google it. I think that's probably the biggest thing for an entrepreneur is the time management. Yeah. Especially, when you, especially when you have a brain like yours where you're thinking, constantly think. You, you don't even have the, a project completed, but you're probably thinking of the next 10 that just popped yeah. up in your head. You know? yeah. So it's, it's very tough for time management. And I think mm-hmm. finding that discipline as well to wrap things up and, and not open up a new project is very important. Yeah. My health and sanity. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I spend way too much time on Candy Crush. That's the problem. <laughs> mine is mine is Netflix. So I should yeah. never install a TV at the shop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so any inspiring, aspiring word, inspiring words to anybody out there looking to, you know, there's a lot of people that have jobs. Mm-hmm. They go to, they're miserable, they dread, they hate it. You know, we talked earlier about you're on, on, <laughs> on leave and then you dreaded going back, but you're trying to use up these days and the, the right. constant struggle back. I mean, this one thing I love about economy is that if you have a talent in something, you may not be great at it, but you may be able to offer a service, you know, that you can build up. So any inspiring words that you would have to anybody out there that's, you know, it's, that has an entrepreneurial spirit, may be scared to take a, the leap, but has some... Some type of discernible skills. doesn't have to necessarily be in graphic design or animation, but, you know, any inspiring words or direction that you would coach them into doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think any artist and any entrepreneur is 
when you're taking that step out, it's me the bravest thing that anyone can do because you're staring into the black Mm -hmm. and you're defining it instead of saying the black is nothing you're saying actually the black is this painting or it's this you know you define your success success i guess yeah you're defining it and it's that's extremely brave and noble to my in my opinion instead of just saying that's nothing you're creating order out of the chaos and Mm -hmm. i think that's really important for people to, to do so I would say step up and make it happen. I think, I, I, and I think the economy can realize that too, where if you offer some type of whatever it could be, you could, you could be the best cookie designer or you could be a graphic designer or you could someone who cleans houses. I think the economy will react to that because there's always a void out there for it. There's always mm-hmm. going to be a void for what you, what you do mm-hmm. and your work will set yourself aside and, and the money will come. I mean, it may not be easy at first. You may have to work two jobs. A lot of people do that. A lot of people, you know, have to go work their their nine to five, but then have something that they're great on inside. They do that at night. There may be a lot of, you know, ramen noodle bowls heated up in the microwave because you got to work. But I think if people pursue their dreams, if you work half as hard for yourself as you do for your employer, I think you can be pretty successful. Mm -hmm. But also think you will redefine success pretty quickly. Like you may have a salary job making sixty thousand a year, but if you go out for your work on yourself and you only clear 30 the first year and you're a hell of a lot happier. Mm-hmm. I think that success translates more than just dollars in the bank account a lot of times. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, that's great about what you do is you can, anybody in the world can contact you to design their logo and, and you don't have to be in, you know, mm-hmm. Mount Pleasant at all to do that. Yeah. We have listeners literally around the world. Um, so if they want to get a logo, they want to be marketed by you. How do they get in contact with you? They can reach out on my website, cicadastudios.net, um, or find me on social media and send us a direct message through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Cicada is spelled C-I-C-A-D-A, by the way, just in case anybody doesn't have the spell check. Yeah, link will be in the show notes. But also, so. she will. She, part of her uh, new underground is that she will come design you a banana duct tape wall. And then she's selling those for $140,000 right now. So, well, I'm not limited to, edition. I'm not trying to spin my own thing, but I'll right. sell you one for $100,000. Well, we're also coming out with our own one. We're gonna, we're just going to throw biscuits and gravy on the wall. And oh, that's a good but we're only idea. Lim- we're, yeah, we're $100,000. Yeah. And we're limiting to only 200 limited edition. The first 200 people. That's it. And that's we'll, it. We'll, we'll bring the biscuit and gravy. You'll make it. Yep, we'll make it. You'll throw... Uh, producer Brian and I will throw it on the wall. Actually, we're just going to make it. We're going to make a kiddie pool of it, and uh, producer Brian's going to uh, actually dive into it and then dive him uh, jump against the wall. <laughs> and so, eat, so that's what I'm saying. I'm down. Edition, it. It'll all be unique that. pattern. Yeah. So yeah. So if you want cicada underground, she'll do the duct tape bananas to the wall. Mm-hmm. And um, you want yeah. my gravy outline on the wall? Yeah. Let us know. So there we go. Just contact us. <laughs> <laughs> Caswell, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. You do uh, fantastic work. I can't uh, express how much just the designs, the logos, all that really is cool. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not trying to uh, blow smoke. Very unique. It, this is I've it? never seen. Though. This is so cool. Like I've looked at a lot of graphic design and this stuff. It's completely. It looks different than anything else I've seen before. 
Wow. It definitely, it's a style, you know, I could, I could probably, if I see another piece, I'll go, okay, that was, that was her. Well, that but, means a lot. Yeah. But, well, I could, there's yeah, but you gravitate yeah. towards, you know, you mm-hmm. gravitate sure. to, towards artists yeah. and you find value in it. I yeah. mean, some people may see the classics and, and relate to that. Just like I have a, an artist out of San Francisco that I, I love, his name is Michael Floor, and he has a unique style that is his style. And just like you have yours, I, I don't think, no, I, I don't think anybody could duplicate that if you take the Avid Brothers picture that I'm looking at upside down, I don't think anybody could reduplicate that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, even even China with their uh, loose uh, intellectual laws, they could not reduplicate <laughs> that. So, yeah, just one offs. Yeah, it means a lot, guys. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. It, yeah, please uh, check it out. Look at the show notes, and if you want a logo, if you want to be marketed, if you want illustrations, uh, we can maybe hook uh, Jeremy White up with with you. Uh, for his next book deal that he's coming out with. Uh, yeah, please check her out. She's uh, fantastic. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Thanks once again for tuning into the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. You can find us pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just go there, hit like, subscribe. 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 Yeah. It's kind of like a library. But anyway, <laughs> just go there, hit that review button, um, write us a simple little review. It, it, it could be just, you know, Mojo sucks. I don't care. Yeah, just write that'd something. Be great. Yeah. Or the Mojo's the worst. That, that'd that be great. I, I really enjoy <laughs> I really it. really appreciate it that. It brings me back to my early childhood. So <laughs> um, just do that. Um, you can go to our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy. Also our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. We do have playable links on there. Um, some stupid, silly news, whatever, whatever can lighten up your day. Um, just, I would not, I probably wouldn't go on your laptop while you're driving. It's probably not a good idea. Yeah, I'll just use it through your phone. Sure. Um, yeah. Also, as I try to mention everything, every, every month, uh, or every time we're together in a show, I can't talk right now and get some magic mushrooms or something. But, um, (laughs) if you're not a, if you're not an organ donor, please go ahead and register that. There's so many ways you can go on your Apple phone. Uh, you can go to your DMV, which I, really despise even sending sending you there but you know what just become a a donor because you can save someone's life just like someone saved mine so appreciate that and appreciate you guys tuning in every week and uh also when you listen to this episode it'll be december 9th it'll be on monday Mm -hmm. that's my birthday Uh, if you go out to my facebook page there'll be a link for a fundraiser that we're doing for uh amazing grace advocacy so if you want to donate Throw a couple of dollars out of their way. We would appreciate it as well. You, you can catch uh, Megs and Grace on our podcast several several episodes there. Last, so Yep. Last episode. Last yep. week, yep. <laughs> well, we also, I'm telling you, the early one, too. Like, oh, yeah. Our, way back our, in the old days. Uh, back in the old old school days. Yeah. It's check like, them out there. It's like when we look like a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're just, now we're just bringing the, the traditional hits. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, keep looking up. listening to the SFP Radio Network.